Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Property Pros Podcast. I'm Mark Goldwich. I'm Peter LaFromboy. We're public insurance adjusters in Jacksonville, Florida. We're interested in all things property. Today, we have another great guest, Lincoln Register, owner of Register Roofing. Lincoln, take a couple of minutes. Tell us about yourself and your company, what you do and what you specialize in, a little bit about the company. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Peter, Mark, thank you for having me this afternoon. Um, yeah, so Register Roofing and Sheet Metal. We are a second generation commercial roofing contractor here in Jacksonville, Florida. Kind of service the North Florida and South Georgia territory. Uh, we do kind of go out to the Panhandle up to South Carolina, South Florida as well, but primarily commercial roofing contractor. So we do new construction as well as roof replacements. We do projects as small as a commercial roof repair, and as large as a five plus million dollar roof replacement. So very versatile with the scope of services we provide. Uh, we also do a lot of metal uh, panel roofs as well as metal panel walls. So we have kind of diversified our services over the years. Uh, I came on with the company about uh, 11 years ago. Uh, went to the University of Florida, did building construction program when I was there. Um, like most people that kind of go to those construction management schools that kind of brainwash you to work for like a big general contractor, right? You're supposed to work for like the Haskells and the Gilbanes and the Skanskas and, and uh, you don't realize that a specialty contracting is, uh, is an option. So my, my mother and father started our company about 40 years ago. And, um, you know, I came out of college during a rough time it was right during the recession. So as you guys know, Nobody was building or developing anything. So I was kind of having a hard time getting a job that was worth my while. So I said, you know what, I'll try this roofing thing out. And, you know, once once you kind of get in roofing, it's it's hard to get out, right? So fast forward 11 years, I uh, couldn't imagine doing it any other way. So very fortunate um, to be, uh, to have taken over the company now. And I've now been owner of the business for about three years, uh, president for about four. And uh, yeah, we're pretty successful company right now we we run about a hundred employees um have revenues in the range of about 22 million dollars a year and um you know we still learning every day but uh you know i think that, that we are a professional roofing contractor how long did it take you to build up to i know the company's been there for 40 years so in, in your tenor, tell, tell us about some of the growth that you've experienced. Yeah, sure. So, you know, like like most, you know, probably second generation, uh, you know, a kid takes over a company, his parents' company, you kind of come in, you're young, you're energetic, you really want to grow it, right? And so my parents actually had done that earlier in their career and realized that just because you go and you do 30, 40 million dollars in revenue doesn't make you mean you're making all these millions of dollars in profits, right? You kind of learn that the hard way. And so, of course, I come in and they're advising me on that. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. But I, I still want to do it. Right. And so we I came in and we were probably about half the revenue size that we were now. And so we've been growing at a very organic, natural rate over the last 10 years. Um, right before COVID, kind of had plans actually on expanding into some other markets. Um, obviously, COVID-19 happened. You kind of rein everything back in. And, you know, then you kind of, we kind of use COVID as an opportunity to improve on a lot of our efficiencies. So now we're just kind of navigating a lot of these supply chain issues that we're going through right now. And then hopefully at some point we'll kind of, you know, go back into that growth mode. That's interesting. So, you know, for a lot of people, we hear stories of how COVID allowed them to get busier for you guys. 
it had a negative or an adverse effect? Did the builder stop building for a little while because of it? Not necessarily, right? Hey, we're, we're here in Florida, thankfully, right? I mean, I have a lot of, of, of buddies that have roofing companies all around the U.S., you know, some up in Pennsylvania, some out in California. And yeah, it was a huge negative for those guys, right? They couldn't work, right? They just, it, construction wasn't deemed essential and they weren't allowed to work. So thankfully, we're very fortunate here in Florida, a very pro-business environment, and we're allowed to come to work every day and allowed to have our guys go get on roofs and make paychecks to feed their families every day. So there wasn't a lot of negative uh, impacts. We're kind of feeling that now, right? You know, in the commercial building sector right now, supply chain is really a problem, especially for us in commercial roofing. I mean, if I order a roof right now, if it's a, a good size, it's going to take me a year to get, right? Isn't that crazy, right? It, a lot of people don't really realize that, but the roof roof component, the roof system on a, on a commercial building is the longest lead time of any part that goes into that building. So right now, there's a lot of challenges that we're having to navigate uh, that's associated with that. Speaking of that challenge, so that it's interesting. I've, I've heard about it and we haven't discussed it on this particular episode, but there's a product that's used on a lot of new build uh, projects here in Florida called TPO and TPO is very hard to come by. So if you are doing a commercial structure that requires TPO to go on as its primary dry in source, is the board, is the builder at a standstill until that goes on? Or is there something you can do to dry them in until the products come in to make it a permanent solution? Sure, sure. So there's a concept in construction called value engineering, right? You guys have probably heard it before. It's very, very popular in commercial construction. And the idea of value engineering is typically it was whenever a project was over budget, how do I get the, the, this, the cost within the budget, but kind of keep the same quality of the, of the finished product, right? So you'd substitute this, kind of keep the same value and the term value engineering was born, right? So I've always heard that. And so I think it's interesting now, whenever we're brought into the loop on pricing a job or helping a developer design a system, right? We have to create a different value and the value I'm providing now is education. What can you get? When can you get it? What's the best idea of what the price is going to be and how can you keep this building on track, right? So it's interesting that we're kind of redefining the term value engineering, in my opinion, right? To, to bring a different value, right? If you've got a developer or any sort of building, say it's a, you know, say it's a hospital you're doing, right? You can't wait another six or eight months to get this building open, right? People are depending on it. It might be people's lives. It might be you know, their, their uh, you know, potential revenues from, you know, they have a tenant lined up to come in. So you got to figure out a way to get the roof on. So there's a lot of different ways you can build a commercial roof, right? TPO is one option. That's one type of membrane. But we've been substituting different types of membrane. There's different types of single ply membranes like TPO. One of them is called PVC membrane, a little bit more readily available than TPO. There's also modified bitumen, you know, built up roofs. There's a lot of different ways to skin the cat right now. You really have to just navigate it and figure out what's the best fit for this end user. Can they afford to wait? Are there temporary options to where we can temporarily dry in this building and then come back and put it put on the finished system once we get it? Because the TPO is just one component that's a problem. Honestly, the biggest problem right now, the biggest lead time is fasteners, right? You wouldn't think it, screws, screws and plates, right? Typically a commercial roof has gotta be screwed down. It's gotta be attached to the structure, right? Right now you can't get screws. 
raw material comes from China, can't get the material from China, there's nothing you can do. And once they get it, they can only make it so fast. So it's interesting that every day and every month, I feel like there's a different moving piece. So now this one's a little bit farther out. All right, they, they got some supply of this one. So it's really a challenge. At the end of the day, I tell you what, in commercial construction, we're all working probably twice as hard for the same amount of money. So it's tough, right? It is tough right now doing what we do. But I tell you what, throughout this entire process, the cool thing is that we've been able to use education as a means to deepen relationships with clients, which is something at the beginning I didn't really think about. You know, we were just trying to get our ducks in a row. But now that we kind of got a little bit of grasp as to what's going on or what our options are, we can confidently tell an owner, a developer, a contractor, whoever it may be, that, hey, these are your options and this is what I would advise you to do. And, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, they respect me a little bit more and, and it forms a relationship that will hopefully be there for years to come. Now, I'm kind of interested in this, uh, you know, the, the takeover, the generational transition that, uh, that you and your family underwent, um, uh, especially my, um, my son is now working with me here at Gold Star. Um, and obviously, I got to start now I'm thinking about transition and succession plan. When did you start thinking about that? How did it go? How difficult was it? What what all went into the planning of that? Yeah, exactly. So our situation was challenging because the company was growing while I was trying to buy it. Right. So you know, we had a system to where, you know, I would be bonus like a percentage of company profit. I turn around, I buy stock for my parents with that. Right. But the valuation of the company, the book value of the company kept increasing because we were, we were making money. Right. Kind of coming through the, the mid, you know, 2012, you know, 13, 14, 15. And it, it kind of was just this uphill battle. And I was like, OK, we got to figure out a way to transfer ownership a little bit quicker. And, you know, my parents kind of wanted to get out and, you know, I obviously wanted to, to assume control of it. And, and so we had to look for different vehicle methods. So, you know, we personally, we met with a, with a state planning specialist specialized in succession planning for family businesses. I'd done a lot of construction family businesses here in Jacksonville and we got some really good advice, right? So then it became, all right, now I'm having to negotiate with my parents, right? It's a big deal, right? Buying a big business, right? Got a lot of interest at play and a lot of cash at play. And, you know, that was a very, at times difficult process, right? My parents and I have a very good relationship. I'll tell you what, it was it was strange, right? It was it was uh, a process that I'm glad is over with. But you know, at the end of the day, we just kind of had to come to a, a fair agreement, right? I'm extremely appreciative for everything that my parents did for me, right? Not only did they, they give me a great opportunity with like a great name and registered roofing here in this local market, right? But they also gave me a lot of training, right? So they trained me up for you know seven years. You know my my dad ran the operations and production side of the business. My mom ran the business and finance side of it. So I kind of had both of them really, really pouring their, you know, their, their experience into me. And at the end of the day, I think they were like, man, we trained a pretty good guy. Like, you know, this is a pretty good, you know, asset we have here as a company. It's worth, you know, I think this much money. And I'm like, hey, but, you know, I think I'm, you know, the kind of like, you know, the worth of the company. So 
right. We had to kind of meet in the middle and it was, it was, uh, it was an interesting process. So, so good luck with that. Once you, uh, once you start engaging. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I already am starting to feel the pain and, um, we're, I mean, you know, he's 19, he's just, he's a year into it. Um, and, but we're thinking about it for, for down the road, obviously it's, I'm, I'm actually we're looking at about 12 years away mm-hmm. from from maybe me stepping down and, and him coming in. And well, I mean, at the end of day, that time, if he's driven and, you know, he wants to do it right. There's a lot there's a lot of different vehicles to do it if you have time. Right. That's one thing that we didn't really have. We kind of wanted to, to expedite the deal and do it quicker. Right. So there's a lot of different kind of like you know, different tax advantage ways to do it, right? I, I realized that after meeting with our CPA that, that there's there's a couple ways that you can navigate it. Um, you know, so there's a lot of different solutions. It just depends on which one's best for you guys, right? Right. And so now uh, I imagine you have a succession plan already in place for you, right? Uh, I did just have my firstborn daughter, right? So it was me and my wife's first kid about six months ago. Uh, probably a little too early to say if she's going to be in the roofing business, <laughs> right? But it's, but it's it's not just for kids because there's always you know the unexpected comes up, and exactly. even before my son uh, had an interest in this, I was already you know people had already told me, well, what's what's your plan? And basically you know the hit by the bus plan. What's your plan if you get hit by a bus tomorrow? Sure. And well, gee, I don't know. I have to start thinking about that. And so I had already been um, been starting to think about that even before this, because you know, you just it's one of these things you never know. It's it's fortunate for you. You've been through the process once already. Um, obviously, family being different, but you know, you just modify that for for some other eventuality, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here at Register Roofing, we have an executive team. So I, I do have two other minority shareholders. Uh, so, so they would be willing to, to step in and, and handle it. So we do, we do have a plan in place, you know, the hit by a boss approach. Um, hopefully we're not going down that approach anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, Lincoln, aside from the succession planning and all the challenges that you face because of the, um, the materials, is there anything new going on at Register that you want to talk about? Yeah, sure. So uh, this year we uh, hired a marketing consultant, which is a first time experience for us. So we had uh, known that our digital presence wasn't where it needed to be, right? Um, you know, I hadn't touched our website in years. And you know, most of our business, uh, our lead generation and relationship generations was just word of mouth, right? Just been around for a while, do a good job. People call you when they need you. And, you know, as things have, you know, times have changed, we recognize that we were missing out on a large piece of potential business. So uh, we engaged a company called Fable Heart Media here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, they came in, did a full kind of rebranding of our company, right? Had to really redefine who Register Roofing was right? From the logo, from our approach, uh, internal documents, structure, a lot of different stuff, right? That included the website rebuild, uh, a new CRM software for our sales and operations team, um, doing a lot of, you know, digital marketing, stuff like that these days. Um, so it's been, it's been exciting. Um, I'm glad that we hired someone else to help do it because I'm not a marketing guy by any means, right? 
And that's something you really have to know the ins and outs of to be effective and successful. And as you guys know, I mean, I, I see your, your brand has, has done pretty well with, with recognition around town. So I'm sure you didn't come up with all the good ideas on your own, right? So yeah, it, it's, it's <laughs> <Most>. yeah. <laughs> it, you know, you gotta know what you're good at, what you're not good at. And the stuff that you're not good at, you go and hire somebody to do a good job for you, right? Right. Yeah, that's, that's cool. for sure. All right, wait, I got, a, I got a cool little box. So, Fable Heart gave us this idea, and the idea was we're going to make these cool little swag boxes, right? So, I got this cooler register roofing box, right? It's got this, like, you know, cool logo all the way around it. You kind of open it up. It's got, like, this cool picture of us, like, you know, a couple shots of working on the roof. And then it's got a lot of swag on the inside, right? So we got some cups, we got some umbrellas, we got all sorts of stuff. So this is the kind of thing I never really would think to do internally, but they're like, hey, look, this kind of small gift going out to a large customer base will do a lot of good, right? And it's a good way to kind of announce your brand that, hey, we got a new look, this is a new look, here's a couple things that you guys can support. And it's something that we launched over the last couple months, was very well received, so. And that's uh, one of the benefits and insights that our company, you know, consultant has brought to us. Yeah, for sure. Um, it really helps to have creative folks involved in that type of process, especially when that's not your thing. Sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Lincoln. I think it's been great. Uh, we, we appreciated having you come on and uh, loved all the information that you gave our audience. Is there yeah, anytime, anything guys. else that you'd like to tell anybody or a way in which they can get a hold of register roofing in case they want to contact you for repairs or full replacements in the future? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, our website, www.registerroofing.com. Um, there's a lot of contact forms and contact uh, emails, phone numbers. Everything you need is pretty much self-sufficient on that website. So if you're ever in need of any commercial roofing services or just any advice, you know, you're planning on building a developing, develop a building, maybe you're a business owner. You said, hey, what do I need to do with my roof? I need these to be replaced in a year or two. We do a lot of budget planning services for folks as well. So they can help kind of, you know, project their cash flows. So yeah, anything, any needs that, that you guys or anyone may have, you know, please give us a call. Uh, again, appreciate the time today, guys. Um, enjoy being on with you. Well, thanks. We appreciated uh, your time and, and um, having you on and introducing you to the folks out there. Um, thanks again to everybody who tuned in today to Property Pros Podcast. If you're interested in other episodes, check us out on our YouTube page, Property Pros Podcast, or on Facebook at Property Pros Podcast. And that's it for today. We'll see you next time. Thank you.